the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Oh, it is Pastor Dudley Rutherford, your SoCal host here today on KKLA and KPraise. We're going to be hanging out here together for the next couple of hours, and I'm just thankful for the fact that there is such a thing as live radio. It's, it's kind of amazing that anything could happen, any, anything can and will happen when you're doing live radio. But it is an honor and a privilege to sit here at this desk and talk over this microphone knowing that God has some divine appointments out there today. And we're always looking out to see how God is moving in our world. And uh, thank you again for being here. I'm the senior pastor of Shepherd Church, which is a little church here in the San Fernando Valley, up in the, in the greater Los Angeles area. I'm here every night, week weeknight at 7 o'clock p.m. Today, I have a, a, a special guest who's also a friend of mine, Deborah Flora, who is running for the United States Senate out of the great state of Colorado. Deborah, welcome to SoCal Live. Uh, Dudley, it's wonderful to be on the show, and really, I know you as Pastor Dudley, because my husband and I and our children had the opportunity to attend your great church, and i got to tell you, after our time in Los Angeles and moving back to my home state of Colorado, our wonderful church back there is one of the things that we miss, so it's great to talk with you here. Well, we miss you as well, and I I, I kind of want you to take just a moment and tell us a little bit about your story. You, you were... I guess originally from Colorado, but I knew you. I met you here in, in California, mm-hmm. your, you, you and your husband Jonathan. But somehow God moved you from here back to the state of Colorado, and now you're running for U.S. Senate. Uh, and yeah. I, I kind of want you to kind of explain to our listening audience that that story, your journey. You got it. Thank you so much for asking, and, and so nice to talk to all the great folks there. And, and by the way, I used to have a radio show right there on that station. So exactly. To be home in so many ways. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Colorado. My father was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force, so he was stationed here. And then I had the wonderful opportunity of growing up in this beautiful state. Talk about, you know, God's gift when you look at the Rocky Mountains. It's as beautiful as any cathedral in the world. But then, after um, after my time in Colorado and and getting to be, I actually got to be Miss Colorado, so sorry, corner of the state. Um, then I did move to Los Angeles. I will say that I, I call it, um, you know, a little bit temporary insanity. I was an actress who is now recovered actress in my left brain and my right mind. <laughs> but while I was there, I met my wonderful husband uh, Jonathan, who was a producer at Disney, and we really did love our time there. And one of the reasons why we we're involved in the entertainment industries because we just know the power of story. So I moved from being an actor to a producer. So we were there for quite a while, went to Shepherd of the Hills, loved um, the church there, the family there, and had our kids in, in Los Angeles. And then um, started a radio show, as we talked about. It was on KKLA, and, and it was syndicated around the country through Salem. 
And then there came a point in time where we knew it was time to move back. And we had begun to get more and more involved in the political arena, especially where it intersected with our values. You know, my husband and I made a a pro-life movie, and then we were involved in a lot of things from that front. Um, and then there came a point in time where we just knew we were we were being led to come back home again to Colorado. And, you know, Dudley, once we came back and began to see so much of what is going on, um, you know, part of my story, by the way, is once we came back, I started an organization called Parents United America because I saw this incredible overreach of the government into one of our most fundamental rights, which is parental rights. So I started that organization then I've been working, galvanizing parents to stand up for those rights and flip school boards, et cetera. Um, and then I think another thing that really showed that it was time to stand up in this arena was what happened with churches being set, shut down mm. and being deemed non-essential at a time where, you know, abortion clinics and tattoo parlors were considered essential. So all of that led to this time. Our children are old enough now where they're, um, you know, they're very happy to support me in this. And, you know, people have wanted me to run for office for years, and I just knew it was not going to be the right timing until our children were older. And it became clear that it was the moment to step into the race, and that is now. And, and where was your faith in this decision as far as was there a feeling as though God were leading you to get involved in politics? Is this just something you had talked about, been something you'd always dreamed about, or do you feel like God was moving you in this direction? You know, for a great question, because obviously the, you know, the core of, of, you know, all the decisions that, that I make and my husband and I together is, is our faith. It is the plumb line for what we do. And I remember a moment we were shooting a documentary because we're filmmakers and we were in Washington, D.C. and we had just had this phenomenal opportunity to, to film the changing of the guard at Arlington Cemetery and follow the guards down when they really made that final exchange. And then, um, my husband went to New York to finish filming and I got to st- sit on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And I remember just kind of weeping for our country because, um, you know, we can talk next about where I believe the foundation of our country comes from that many of us know. And I remember thinking and praying, you know, if, if my love of this country is out of order, then I, I just, I, I will set that aside. And what I realized and what I felt on my heart is that my love of this country is an extension, really, of, you know, my faith in that you know, the idea that is America, America's an idea even more than it is a landmass or a people group, is the revolutionary idea from our founding fathers who heard those ideas first and foremost in the pulpit in their day and then put them into action. And it's a revolutionary idea based on our Judeo-Christian values that every single person has intrinsic value, they have the right to self-determination, and therefore have the right to live freely. And it is that reflection that made me realize this is an extension. And when I see the heavy hand of government overreaching into every area of people's lives from how they're supposed to raise their children to their personal health care decisions to whether or not they can worship and all of these different things, what we can say and what we can't say, I realize that it's time to stand up because this gift of freedom, our founding fathers said, you know, they acknowledge that our rights are not from men but from our Creator. That's why they're inalienable. So it is certainly an extension of it, and my, my desire to stand for these principles that we've been blessed to inherit has simply grown to the point where um, we realize after praying together, this was the time to step in. This is the time to step up. I think it's a very unique time in our history. Mm. 
Uh, this is Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch, California. I'm your host uh, today on SoCal Live, and I have on the phone Deborah Flora. Deborah, I actually have your webpage pulled up, DebraFlora.com, mm-hmm. and it says there, it says you're, you're going to have courage, commitment, and common sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm just being honest with you. You and I are friends. I, I, I don't know why, but I'm so cynical about most politicians. <laughs> I, I, I am not cynical about you, but right. when, when I, I feel like I'm a typical person in this country just looking at our government, and I'm so cynical about all of them, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people get uh, that are like you in many ways, they have great intentions. They get in there, they have lofty goals, noble, uh, noble, noble causes, but they get in there, and then the power kind of starts to get to them. And then they eventually become like all other politicians. So my question is, this courage, this commitment, and your common sense, you're in Colorado. I want you to talk just a moment about your race, specifically there in Colorado. Well, then we'll come back and talk about California. But your, tell us the details of your race and uh, that you're up against, and then how courage and commitment and common sense come into play. Without a doubt. And, and I 100% agree. One of the reasons why I decided to get in the race is because I'm not a politician and I have no desire to be in the halls of power. I do have a desire to stand in the People's House in Washington, D.C. and stand up for the people and the principles our country was founded upon. And honestly, Dudley, I think my time in Hollywood kind of inoculated me. Mm. There are a lot of good people that do go to D.C. with the best intentions, and then the kind of power structure or the allure or all of those things can work to kind of uh, basically temper their their purpose. And honestly, my husband and I navigated Hollywood, and I feel inoculated. I'm not drawn to power. I see what happens behind the scenes. I, I would be happy to go and just stand for a time and then come back home and be with my family. And, and the thing that will hold me to what I believe is my faith is the commitment to our children and our grandchildren, is that understanding of the urgency of the time that we're in. So I agree with you, and I think that this is a a a once-in-a-generation opportunity in 2022 to see a different type of elected representation in D.C., those who understand that we are at such a critical juncture that if we don't stand now, it could be our last time. That, that's a little bit about the, the, the cynical part, because I've, I've been there. I've been cynical about people that go and then abandon their principle and become detached from the people they're supposed to represent. Um, you know, I will do everything with my power not to have that be me, because I understand the urgency of our day. Um, the thing real quickly about Colorado, a lot of people think that Colorado is, you know, just unwinnable or, you know, a blue state. The reality is it's actually much more purple. But what we have actually seen in Colorado and many states, it's like what happened in Virginia. In Virginia, much more blue state, there was a wave that came out of everyday citizens from school boards, parents, um, those standing up and saying enough is enough. And that entire state went Republican for statewide offices, including the governor. In Colorado, we have seen such a shift because honestly, at the end of the day, Dudley, it's not left or right, it's right and wrong. Mm. And especially with this wave of what's coming out of the school board races where I've been so involved, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, you're a mom and a dad first. And when the government has so far overreached into our lives, we're seeing 
a seismic shift. There was just a poll that showed there's been a 14-point swing from Democrat to Republican because of what's happening now in our day. People who are never politically engaged before now realize they have to be citizens. Mm. So I'm very optimistic. And if I win, you know, God willing and voter willing, we will flip a seat in this United States Senate and the the Senate itself will shift from from Democrat controlled to Republican controlled. And it's not about the parties. But it is about understanding the role of government versus the freedom of citizens. How, how can people here in California, uh, two questions, how, how can, yes. what, what help do you need from them? How can they help you? And, and us helping you, what, what effect would that have on us back here in California? Great questions. First of all, as you said, I, I really encourage people to go to DeborahFlora.com because that's where they can see everything about the campaign, etc. And certainly one of the things is, you know, I would so appreciate donations because it helps from everywhere. I'm not a self-funder. We do fine in our business, and I'm not in it, you know, to make money or to just, you know, purchase a seat. And so it really is going to take everyone with that kind of grassroots support. And the reason why it will affect people in California, and boy, we've got so many people that we love that are, are still in that um, great state and, and in that Los Angeles area, is because this is a national race. Right now, there's a 50-50 split in the U.S. Senate, and it's holding on by a thread because mm. one Democrat, Joe Manchin, refuses to let them deconstruct the Senate and get rid of the filibuster. If that doesn't change, then the, the checks and balances that were built just so with such great wisdom by our founding fathers, we'll get overridden and we'll see one-party rule from that point on. If we flip the seat in Colorado and I unseat the sitting senator who has been there for a very long time, he's a career politician, then that benefits everyone in California and around the country because we will retake the Senate and we'll finally have checks and balances back in our government. So I appreciate everyone listening to go to DeborahFlora.com. I would appreciate your financial support of any size. And um, and also, by the way, your prayer. I really appreciate that. Dudley, the first the first team I set up was not a political team. It was a prayer team. Hey, I so love that. Both, of, both of those things are appreciated. I, you know, I can say I, I, I've spent enough time with you and your husband and your family to know that you, you are the salt of the earth uh, type of a person. You love the Lord. It's always a challenge, uh, even as a pastor, to know how far one can get involved in politics. Uh, it, it appears that no matter how involved you get, you offend certain people. But a question that we're going to talk about later on in this hour is 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 why is it difficult for us to pray for our political leaders uh, when we disagree with them. I feel, like, I feel like we spend half our time just complaining about them instead of praying for them, which the Bible encourages us in 1 Timothy yes. chapter 2. And we're going to talk more about that later on the hour with our callers. But why is it, why is it so easy for us to, to take shots at the politicians and not actually pray for them? It's a great question. It's a great question. And boy, I've had to practice that, um, that, that scripture from Timothy and pray for leaders that I don't agree with their policies, but I pray for them because the Bible says to you and that we may live in peace. That's the reason why it says. 
And, you know, I think a lot of it is because right now, unfortunately, in our culture, there's so many people that are vested in dividing us for their own purposes. And I've really found, as I've talked to people both on my radio show, through my work with Parents United America, and now as I'm traveling around, you know, Colorado and even a little bit around the country, I really believe the vast majority of our citizens really want the same things. But we are trained to look at one another as the enemy. That is not the case. I mean, our our fellow citizens, even if they had a different yard sign in front of their house in the last election, most people want to pursue their dreams, run their businesses, provide for their families, live in safety, and, you know, and then just know that they can, you know, hand on a better future to their kids. But there are many in the media in academia, in the halls of power in D.C., that want us to be against one another. And the the histrionic language that is out there, the vilifying of others in our country, has just reached a fever pitch. I believe that that is what's reflected by the way why it's hard to vote, you know, hard to pray for some leaders. Mm. Honestly, the more angry they make is probably the more we should pray for them, <laughs> you know, because that will help in every way. But I think this is our opportunity to to reach out to one another. Um, and I think that I think when I do talk to people, I find, you know, we agree on 80 percent of things for the most part. But we've got to find a way to come together. And pr- praying for one another is a great way to start. Yeah, uh, this is Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor, Shepherd Church. I'm your SoCal host uh, today. I'm talking to Deborah Flora, who's running for the United States Senate in the in the state of Colorado. Uh, I, I met her just through uh, through church. She was here in California, her and her husband, uh, Jonathan, and they, they moved back to Colorado and just felt this call to to be involved in politics and to run to be a United States senator, which I can't imagine the pressure uh, if you're elected for that position. And uh, certainly we will be praying for you. You can go to her website at, at debraflora.com. DebraFlora.com, and uh, it's a great website. I spent some time on it last night and this morning, and we were just talking about our country and how divided it is. And Deborah, I want to, you know, I, I, I like you, I, I sense and feel the division in our country, and it almost seems irreparable. It seems like it seems like we're, we're going to again talk about this in a little bit with our callers. We're, it seems like we're more divided today than we were even a year ago or two years ago, and I, I guess. I'm I'm wondering your thoughts on is do you think it's even possible for our nation to come together? It, it, have we have we gone down the road so far, so long, so deep with this this political division that it's beyond hope or do you feel like there's still hope for us to one day be a united country? I I always believe there's hope. I mean, it's it's interesting when you think about the history of our country, even at our founding from, you know, different things I've, I've read, only 30% were really for the revolution and, you know, the independence and the, the founding principles. And of those, only 10% were really engaged. 30% were for staying, you know, a part of the, the British, being a British colony. And then 30% were not involved at all. And yet, a group of people inspired by the values that have infused our founding documents had the courage to stand up. And then we inherited this amazing country. I mean, it's, it's not perfect. And Certainly, there's a lot of work we need to do. So I always think there's hope. And I do think that praying is one of the first things to do. You know, John Adams said, our Constitution is for a moral and religious people and wholly inadequate to govern any other. Part of what we're seeing is this um, this move away from some, you know, basic values and decency that had been, you know, such a part of 
what America was. You know, uh, there was someone that visited America in the early days and said America is great because America is good, and in, and he said he found it in, his, in the churches. Now, the, our principles are for everyone, whether they're Christians or not, uh, you know, our freedoms. But I do think that there is hope. I think, though, this is what I would say. It is heavy on my heart that 2022 is our opportunity, and there may not be another. I see many people waking up and getting engaged, you know, especially people in the church. One of the reasons why I believe we are where we are is because people you know, of faith, people in churches, haven't been engaged in politics. I mean, honestly, if we're not engaged, then we're not infusing what's going on with our values. If we do get engaged, and I don't mean stridently or in any way like that, but if we do get engaged, we could pull this back from the brink in an instant. When you realize how many Christians don't even vote, and we're called to be stewards of where we're planted. I mean, this is this is a gift that has been given to us. We're called now to be citizens. So there's definitely hope. Um, do I know what's going to happen? Absolutely not. Only God does. But there is hope, especially because he was a part of the founding of our country. One moment that I always think of was when they almost weren't able to come up with the Constitution. It was Benjamin Franklin who looked at the back of a chair, question whether it was a rising or a setting sun, and he, he paused and said, we need to break to pray for the next day, because if God, you know, knows when a sparrow rises or falls, how could we expect a country to rise without him being a Amen. part of it? Amen. So De- that's what we need to do. Deborah, thank pray. you so much for coming on in uh, SoCal Live today, and I want to encourage everyone again to go to her website, DebraFloor.com. Again, we've got a chance to take control of the Senate, and uh, you know this every every state matters. But from California, originally Colorado, but moved back after spending time here and being in Hollywood, and just has this call of God upon her life. It makes me want to move to Colorado just so I can vote for you, Deborah. But um, thank you, my friend. All right, again, thank you for joining us today, and I want to encourage everybody to stay with us. We're going to come back and open up the phone lines. We're going to talk a little bit about our country, where we are, where we've been, and where we're going. This is Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor Shepherd Church. You're listening to Thursday's edition of SoCal Live. Good afternoon in sunny Southern California. Aren't you glad the sun is out today? I don't know why it just makes everything better, and it's why people want to live here. It's why I moved here is to get out in that sunshine, and uh, we're so blessed to live where we live. We face daily these challenges, the political uh, issues, financial issues, and a lot of moral issues in this state. But uh, as believers, God has us here for a reason and for a purpose. And uh, there's a lot going on in the news, as you know, Um, and um, we're going to open up these phone lines. I want to give you a chance to call in. I'm going to tell you what we're going to be looking at here for the just next few minutes and uh, certainly want to hear from our callers. But I want to find out if you're – it's been a year since Joe Biden was uh, elected or became, I should say, a president of the United States. His inauguration was one year ago today. And so he's been president for one full year, 12 whole months. And then he had, he had a talk last night, and I've been reading a lot of the comments on his, on his uh, I don't know, what, it wasn't a State of the Union, but he gave a press conference, I guess. I guess it was the longest press conference any president has ever done, which is okay. And then he's got his supporters, and he, got, he has those who disagree with him. 
But it's been a year. He's been president for a year. And I think a lot of people voted him for him because they were kind of sick and tired of the some of the division uh, that was in our country and for many, many reasons. But he he when he ran, he had two two major things that he ran on. There were two major challenges. There's a lot of lot of challenges, but the two major challenges, two major problems was that he was gonna solve COVID. COVID was front and center. And the other thing that he ran on was the fact that he would unite our country together. Uh, and it's been 12 months. And so I, I, I want to hear from you. Uh, I asked Wilbert when he came in the, the studio today. He's my engineer. I, I, I just said, is your life better off or worse off than it was a, a year ago? Are things better or worse for you? Looking back, Joe Biden is president. Here you are. You survived a year. Are you better off than you were a year ago? Are you worse off than you were a year ago? I want you to call 888-528-2557. I'll give you that number one more time. 888, you can remember that, 3888. Then it's 528-2557. 528, or you can type in the word talks, T-A-L-K-S. 888-528-2557. Again, my name is Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor, Shepherd Church. And um, I want to know how your, how your life, your world, your family, your job, your money, your income, your health, are you better off? It could be in any area of your life. I just want to, I want to hear from you as the caller. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm tired of all the pundits and all their viewpoints. I like talking to the people. That's you. And so please give us a call at 888-528-2557. I'm going to play a couple of these clips. Here's the first one. And again, Joe Biden, uh, his inauguration was one year ago today, a year ago. And, um, you know, we just talked to Deborah Flora. You can look her up at DebraFlora.com, and, and she's running for U.S. Senate, Senate in the uh, state of Colorado up against a Democrat. They're trying to flip a seat, and she's running because she's got principles and she's promised to do certain things. Well, Joe Biden promised to do two things. The first, that he was going to solve this COVID problem. Here, Here's... Here's Joe Biden talking uh, uh, just a few days before last year's election. You hear nothing else I say tonight. Hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. All right. Now, you heard, you've heard that clip. If if you've been alive watching any kind of news of any kind, he, he basically told Trump and he told the nation that anyone who had that many COVID deaths should not be allowed to serve as the president of the United States. Statistically speaking, if you look at the facts, Jack, not everybody wants to look at the facts all the time. We only look at them when they're in our favor for the most part. But if you look at the statistics, they will tell you that under Trump's presidency that last year, that there were under 400,000 deaths due to COVID. And for the last 12 months, there have been more people who've died. So I, I think the number is around 450,000 deaths. And, and, and we can talk about that as well. I, 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 I have to say that this whole COVID thing is just it's heartbreaking. I, I, you know, we have different views and different opinions on it, but I, 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 I hate this COVID thing. I, I hate the fact that it's cost so many people their lives. 
But we're looking back over this past year where Biden promised that he would deal with this, that Trump did not have a plan, and that he was going to solve this problem. Here's the other thing that he promised, and that is on the division and the strife in our country, that he was somehow magically going to, going to solve the division in our country. And, I, I, and I, I agree with him. It is divided. But the two major challenges, he would fix COVID and he would bring our country together. Here, here is him speaking in his own words. We're in a situation now where the New England Medical Journal, one of the serious, most serious journals in the, in the whole world, said for the first time ever that this, the way this president has responded to this crisis has been absolutely tragic. And so, folks, I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? There's times I'm... There are times I wish I was a politician, and there's times when I wish I was not a politician. When you start making promises, uh, I think it was George Bush Sr. who said, read my lips, uh, no more taxes, and we know how that story ended up. I want to know from you, you're, you're the common person, okay? You're not, you're not the elite. You're not sitting up there in the CEO's office. You're not one of these politicians who, who make mandates upon us that they themselves do not keep. You're just a normal, common person living here in Southern California. I want to know if your life is better off or worse in the last 12 months. Give us a call at 888-528-2557. Let's go to Cheryl, who's calling from San Diego. Cheryl, thank you, and welcome to the SoCal Live program. Thank you, and thanks for accepting my call. So this is definitely worse. Um, I did not vote for this candidate that is in the office right now. Um, he has, I work in San Diego as an RN. He has made crippling effects on all of the RNs that work in Southern California and San Diego. It's just disastrous. Um, she, the gas prices are over the top. I mean, they jumped up tremendously in a matter of days. <laughs> so you're feeling that at, at work and at the pocketbook. Pardon me? You're feeling it at work, and you're feeling it in your pocketbook. Yes, sir. Yes, I am. But you're yep. still here. You're still here a year later. Amen? Yes, amen. Praise the Lord. And I you, am. And you yes. still have some things to be thankful for. Yes, I do. For my health. Amen. And for my family's health. Yes. 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 All right, Cheryl. Well, thank you for calling. And, um... I hope that uh, things will get a little bit better for you. And, you know, uh, they, they, they say people vote based on their, their pocketbook, how things are going financially. And uh, I, I know personally it, it's hard to pump that gas in your car when it's costing you $70, $80 uh, to fill that car. Now, we're asking the question, Joe Biden has been president for a year. It's been a year. And uh, I, I think it's unfair to constantly criticize the presidents of this country. I think as believers, our job is to pray for them. Uh, the Bible talks about, I'll actually read it to, to you from 1 Timothy chapter 2. Paul writes, I urge you first of all to pray for all people, 
Ask God to help them intercede on their behalf. Give thanks for them. Pray in this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. I feel like there's a lot of qualifiers in there, but one of the things that were commanded there is to pray for those who are in authority and pray for those who are leading our country. I want to know, I want to hear from you. Are you better or worse off since Joe Biden was elected president? I just want to, I just want to know what's going on in your life, in your world, and what you're feeling. Let's go to Sandra calling from Anaheim. Welcome to SoCal Live. Okay. I think we're better, we're worse off. Okay. With our with our president that we have right now. Okay. And yes, we should pray for them. Mm. Which I'm telling you, we're all. My church is praying for them. Mm. But we disagree with how they're handling things, how they're handling the church, and all the division they're causing. I believe president. Our president is not functioning on his own, that there is someone behind him. And I understand about the World Economic Forum, who is behind this all. I don't know for a fact, but what I do know, I went online and researched And yes, there, this vaccine, what they call a vaccine, who, from Pfizer, Moderna, and all of them, they are all members of the World Economic Forum. Kaiser is the, Walmart is a member, AARP is a member of the World Economic Forum. What I'm, I would like to see, people need to look and see what's happening internally. I feel sorry for this president because I think he fell in the hands of people that do not have good intention for America. Yeah, it sure appears. Uh, you know, again, I'm, I'm not a doctor. I uh, never claimed to be a doctor. I, I certainly have my own feelings on the vaccine and the mandates and all that. But it appears just looking at just dealing with tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people in my lifetime, that he he struggles, and uh, it's not that we don't all struggle. It's just that it's difficult to watch to see that this man is actually in charge of the entire country. We're going to come back and continue to take your calls, see if you're better or worse. This is Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor of Shepherd Church. I'm your SoCal host this afternoon, and thank you for joining us. And uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back and continue to take these calls. Thank you for listening on Thursday's edition of SoCal Live. Oh, it is Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Senior Pastor Shepherd Church, and I am your afternoon host on SoCal Live on Praise and KKLA, and it's just been a joy being with you. Earlier, we talked to Deborah Flora, and you can go visit her website at debraflora.com. She's running for a United States Senate seat. We have a chance to flip the Senate, and uh, she's a Senate seat at least. She's excited about that, and then we've been uh, opening up the phone lines, uh, just looking at our country the last 12 months. 
And, uh, you know, I, I don't talk about politics all the time, but I, I do feel like it's important, the one-year anniversary of his inauguration and some of the things that he promised. And we've kind of opened up the phone lines at 888-528-2557, and we're asking that question, is your life better or worse after the last 12 months? It's a fair question. Politicians come and go. Politicians promise us things. And then their job, if we elect them, is to get those things accomplished. And the two things, the two things, the, the major challenges, one was that he was going to fix the COVID pro, uh, pro problem. He actually said that if, if, if there are that many deaths, that President Trump should not be even allowed to continue to serve as president. Here are his words from a year ago. This was about 10 days before the election. Joe Biden said these words. You hear nothing else I say tonight. Hear this. Anyone who's responsible for not taking control, in fact, not saying I'm, I take no responsibility initially, anyone who's responsible for that many deaths should not remain as president of the United States of America. So that's a bold, that's a bold statement, uh, but he didn't have to say it, but he said it and he spoke it with conviction. And uh, yet the records will state that more people have died in his first year than Donald Trump's last year. The whole the whole vaccine, the whole covid thing, uh, you know, from the very, very, very beginning. And again, I'm, I'm not much of a bandwagoner. I don't jump on and off of things. But from the very first day of this thing, I, I said to anyone who asked, it's a virus. You're not going to you're not going to be able to keep from getting a virus just like you can't keep from getting a cold. And there's not going to really be a vaccine that cures you from a virus or a cold if it's in that vein. And sure enough, that has been proven to be true. The same time, it's like there have been so many people who've died. And I've had some very, very close friends who've died of COVID. I've, I've got 100 COVID stories just like you have. But the president who runs to lead this country states that he's going to solve this problem. And that was part of the reason why he got elected. The other reason was he was going to unite our country, that our country was divided. And it was divided. I think it's still divided. But he said that he was going to solve and bring our country together. I, 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 as I asked Deborah, is that even possible? And she, she said that she's always going to hold out hope that we can get that task done. But the question I'm asking the callers, please give us a call, 888 2557 I want to hear from you. Is your life better or worse when you look back over the last 12 months? Uh, Health-wise, financial-wise, uh, just the, the direction of our country. Are you better or are you worse off? Let's go to Melody, who's calling from the great city of Los Angeles. Melody, welcome to SoCal Live. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor uh, Rutherford. What's on your heart today? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, yes, my life has became better. Oh, I that's good. Praise the, yes, and I praise the Lord for that because I've been praying almost every day the prayer that sometimes you can't hear the voice of the Lord, mm. but then I implement Christ in my life by saying, Lord, let your perfect will be done in my life. And so it is, and so be it. And I believe God by faith it is being done, even as I speak right now. 
that the perfect will of God is being done in my life. And so, yes, I'm retired now, and um, I'm able to still pay my bills, mm. including tithes and offerings from to the church that I, I belong to. So I am blessed. I, and I have, by faith, I have excellent health and strength in my body, and God's divine perfect will is being done in my life. Mm. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful for God's divine um, uh, protection in my life. And so, yes, my life has um, uh, uh, been blessed, been blessed for two years. I, I, I retired September 27, 2020. Well, and congratulations to you. Thank you, and I praise the Lord. God is God. God is helping me. All I'm waiting on now is the Lord to bless me, my husband. Well, there you go, Wilbur. Yes. She's looking for a husband. Yes. Hey, Melody. Well, one, Melody. I'm Melody. Not, no, 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 Pastor. I'm not looking. Okay, I'm okay. Need to find a wife, find a good thing, and obtain a favor with the Lord. Amen. So that look for me. Amen. Melody, Amen. Melody, here's a key question. Yes. When you look back over the 12 months of your life and you're better off today than you were a year ago, do you credit that to the politicians of this country or do you credit that to the Lord God Almighty? Well, I, um, I, 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 oh, number one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. First. And then, um, you know, with um, Biden, he, you know, he he trying to do all he can. You know, he's okay, but I really miss President Barack Obama. He was the best. For, for To me, that president is brilliant, a brilliant soul. Whether folks dismissed him, whether folks uh, uh, was prejudiced against him or was jealous against him, with a, you know, a whole bunch of uh, 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 ism mm. against President Barack Obama. But that man, that man was brilliant. And to me... Um, the Republicans in Congress, it, it's a it's a horror mess with them. To me, I, I I don't like them. I don't like their actions, but I pray for them. I pray that they will be saved before it's everlasting too late for them, mm. because they are rotten to the core. You know, they're trying to take away voting rights. It's just a horror mess with them. Even how they treated President Barack Obama was a disgrace. Well, listen. I, I, there's one thing I like, and that's someone with an opinion. And that woman has a strong opinion. And uh, I thank you so much for calling in. And again, that's you know that's what we live. We live in this country where we all have these views. And uh, I, I'm glad I'm glad she's doing better off, and I'm glad she gives the Lord the credit. And I don't think she cares for the Republicans, uh, but she liked Barack Obama. We want to go to Fernando calling from Ontario. Uh, we're asking the question, Fernando: Are we are we better or are we worse uh, than we were a year ago? The way that I see it, so we're not better. Just let me put it in a, in an easy way: If you're going to pay for the gas, pumping gas for five dollars at this moment, what's going to be the result? You're going to be better. You are not better. No. Because that affects not just the car that you drive, but also the food, the clothes, and everything else. And it will not stop over there because it will increase more. Are we being able to pay more? I don't think so. So it's not just the food, it's not just the gas, but also our churches. Those are the who we are uh, members of the churches. I'm a pastor. I'm a chaplain. You know, we've been being mistreated. The church is being mistreated. Members are mistreated, and the pastors are mistreated. 
that's not better. No? And we're talking about the education. Our children, they are suffering. So it's not just one point. And sometimes we can hear, let's pray. We're going to pray for uh, this uh, uh, government. My question is for those that we need to pray for our government, what kind of pray we're going to do to our government? To change their minds? They're not going to change their minds. My prayer is, Lord, please remove them. That's my prayer. You, you don't believe that God could, you don't believe their hearts could be changed? Their hearts can be changed, but their motives, who knows they're going to change or not? Well, if we can change their heart, we'll how change their motives. Well, how, how are we going to be seeing that? Praise God if they change their hearts. Yeah, Fernando, thank you for calling. And uh, again, another passionate opinion. This is what we find really everywhere we go. We just have another quick minute. I want to go to Howard, who's calling for, from Hermosa Beach. Howard, we have a quick minute. Are we, are we better off or are we worse off than we were a year ago? Well, long story short, we're a lot worse off. But God is good. He's still on the throne. Mm. We need to love our enemies. And we know for a fact, like uh, Dan Bongino says, uh, that the deep state, of course, in Ted Cruz, we know the deep state's the one that's running this country, but God is still in total control. That's the whole thing. And Dan Bongino is really a truly amazing man. He loves the Lord Jesus. He's right on, right on with money. Uh, and the, another thing, too, is Project Veritas as well with James O'Keefe, uh, uh, exposing, uh, Pfizer and all the, all the, uh, all these uh, money-making machines into the billions, maybe into the trillions. And, and in closing, I just want to say this, that the, uh, the, the one that paid the highest criminal fine in U.S. history actually was Pfizer. We don't really know what's really going on with this vaccine, but I can tell you this. I have my friends that I hang out every day that are Democrats and Republicans both, but they're old school, mm. not new school. They're not the Socialist Communist Party that's been taken over uh, the White House as we speak. But you know what? Here's the thing, and I always love your preaching, but there's one thing. God is on the throne. Jesus Christ, God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and we need to trust in him, and we need to pray for our enemies. And remember Pharaoh, though. Sometimes you can pray, and you can pray, and you can pray, but the Pharaoh's heart got harder and harder, and then God hardened his own heart. So all we can do is just trust in Jesus Christ and uh, pray for this country and keep praying and not give up. All right. Thank you for calling, Howard. I guess, uh, you know, we kind of did our own little poll here about whether or not we're better off or worse off, and we only had one caller out of that entire two segments, like 30 minutes. We only had one caller who said things uh, were better uh, than, than they were a year ago. We did have someone who who was looking for Wilbert over here, and we'll have to we'll have to get her back on the phone. No, Wilbert, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Email at me, you know. But uh, you know, it's a serious situation because as believers, we're to be the salt and the light of the earth. That's that's what we've been called to do. And yes, we're involved in this political system. It's it's a divisive system, and as you could tell by the 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 passionate responses here just the people are divided left and right and it's why it's important for us to continue to keep our eyes on the lord and always always pray for those who are in leadership position we're going to be right back in just a few minutes don't go anywhere this is pastor dudley rutherford of shepherd church you're listening to thursday's edition of socal live 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.